the Divorce Devil Podcast, a show tailor-made for those stepping out of the divorce recovery space. Follow your hosts, David and Rachel, as they dive into the all-too-familiar shitstorm of the more-than-interesting end-of-the-road divorce topics, stories, and discussions. While realizing it can be a trying stage, they have been where you are and understand the struggle. And yes, the struggle is real. They know that recovery can be such a clusterfuck. Check out the podcast if you feel like you're juggling chainsaws, then strap in and hold on for some honesty, authenticity, and hard-in-your-face irrefutable truths. This innovative podcast is not for the faint-hearted, so if you can't handle the certain truths, just keep it moving. If you can, welcome to the show. Welcome everybody out there to Divorce Devil episode 164. We are the second day or a second episode of the 10 part challenge so 10 episodes this is number two oh. eight left so the second episode challenge is uh envisioning your new beginning embracing the future and the journal prompt you know that's where you write stuff down yeah like on paper sure uh what are you looking forward to so let's start that miss rachel visualize activity to envision your new yeah Ooh. Whoa. Hey. Hey. Someone's messaging you. I know. You've got mail. Uh-huh. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. Can you tell I had a good day? Yes. Good day. <laughs> Only like five kids in my office today. I got to go to a cookout. All the things. It's in like the straight, classroom. It's straight out of ice cube. So my sugar's rearing. It's all so much today fun. Today was a good day. It's going to be a good day. And all my homies on rides All right. Back to our peeps. Back to our peeps. Back to our peeps. Sorry. I had sugar. Back to our peeps. Okay. So envisioning a positive future, that's tough at first. Oh. Yeah, That's almost impossible. Yeah. But if you have little glimpses, like a like a glimpse of, of like, hey, I, I didn't cry. Hey, look at that guy. He, he didn't cry today. Baby steps. You know, you just can't get the grand future like bam. I think it takes healed, boom. I think it takes a good six months to even realize that you had a good day. Like you hmm. don't. You're when you're in it. You're not like, well, I had a good day today. Da, da, da. No, you're like. You don't even realize that you're getting better or you're processing it better. Because every time, for myself, every time I thought things were starting to go better, the rug got pulled out. And so it was the proverbial one step forward, two steps back. It was, I didn't even know I was taking steps. I thought I was just floating because I was literally less a body moving towards the things I had to do life-wise and then anything else that happened in there, I don't remember a lot of that. Beginning. Everything else is like extra, you because know, like anything else positive uh, yeah. other than what you have to do, like eat, sleep, Which live. Which I wasn't doing, right? Yeah. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping very well. I was drinking too much. I literally was only focused on getting through the day. And taking care of Logan. Yeah. And that was one of the things, like without him, I'd. I mean, I'm sure I wouldn't be there now, but I would have just been sleeping a lot, going out a lot, doing all the things, whatever. David's dancing. Yeah. It's okay. But I don't remember actually realizing I was having better days. And I think I've talked about this before. I was out with a friend and I felt guilty for having fun, for ha- for laughing, for not thinking about the divorce, not not having to think, okay, well, I have a, 
a date this day. This is when the court is. And we were going through COVID when that was happening. So I would get the, oh, by the way, it's postponed because there's nobody in the courts and there's nobody's going to the courthouses. And, you know, if you have a meeting, it's either through email or Zoom and all the things. Mm -hmm. And people still were learning how to have like video things right like you get there and you're like oh wait we need this person or we need that person i forgot that person is that person linkedin is that person doing that like so there's all these things that we were going through muddling through because of the pandemic Mm -hmm. and i've never been divorced before Yep, first like, time. Oh, do I need that paper? Oh, do I, how do I sign that? Where, who's going to send me that? Oh, I need to have DocuSign. Do I have that downloaded? And like half of this stuff was someone trying to figure out how to get a signature or how to do this. And it was really like trying. And so like getting through any of that, like I think I've even now been like, I don't remember it. I kind of do, but I don't because you have to shut some of it out because if you dwell on it all the time, Jesus Christ, you would be like, well, I don't, I'm done. Just, I'm just going to lay here, you know. I think part of embracing your future is you have to embrace the positive and the negative. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to uh, embrace those times where you one step forward, two, two steps back. Yeah. And you have to realize that that's actually a reality. And it's going to happen. And, and if it does, don't, don't lose your mind. Just accept it and keep it moving. Well, and the, part of it, too, like... I didn't, I thought I was healing. And then I came to a podcast and I was like, we talk about things and I was like, oh, I have to work on myself. I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, Yeah, you were fine when I first met you. You were fine. Everything was great. I was so sad and angry that it didn't work or I failed at it or I changed my direction of my marriage. But it's almost like you didn't accept your part in it. Yeah, no, and who wants to blame themselves? Yep. But I say all the time, too, I, w- I would pick fights to see how much he cared. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm masking him, too. Not talk Change about me. Change my divorce. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Make that divorce. I think, you know, I, I think, too, as humans... We always gear towards the negative. It's so much easier to be negative than it is to be positive because oh, it takes goodness. effort to be positive, right? Yeah. Well, it takes effort for for happiness. And everybody's version or their vision for happiness is different. I just don't want to be last anymore. I don't want to fight every day. I don't want to be asked what I did all day or I like like my job wasn't enough or my life mm-hmm. wasn't contributing or there's, you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, well, you had off today. What did you do? Fucking slept? Like, what was I supposed to do? Paint the house? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think versions of happiness are, you know, personal, of course, because, you know, I grew up in a very chaotic home. And then my only goal was not to have a chaotic home. And in doing that, I never really dealt with my chaotic childhood and i'm pretty sure i brought that into my life like oh we're gonna fight that's it someone's gonna drive off in the car someone's gonna do this someone's gonna do that you know there's gonna be a huge fight no one's gonna talk Mm -hmm. to each other for five days all the things and 
You I'll, didn't know. You didn't know. This was your first go around. You didn't know. Yeah, and a lot of my marriage was reflection of my childhood, and so with my spouse. My spouse, you know, his family fought all the time. They they still fight. Um, they don't talk to each other. You know, it's always like you get the silent treatment until you apologize, or just like fine, I'll apologize just so we can get shit done. You know, and it really was just a ball of anxiety always. And like, so my thing is. I didn't I don't think I communicated my thoughts or my feelings enough even towards my my ex because I was just like well I don't want to add any more stress to him he's always talking about how stressful work is and how stressful this is or mm-hmm. how stressful his family is and why would I add to that but I had my own things that I was dealing with and I don't think I always gave him the opportunity or any any way to deal with me because I was just like nope I can't mm-hmm. tell him anything else because that's going to throw him over the edge and you know there's mental health in his family and I was like oh well if something happens to him it's my fault because I pushed him over the edge and talked about you know I, I don't know why I was in a bad mood today but I just was and so I you know so I think we have to take our part in like some of the small things because the bit the little things lead up to big things yep I see it like you know when you have new beginnings you know there's stages. Okay, you feel better in each stage. Uh, when you're going through it, the stage of new beginnings is so small. And then as you go through it, the new beginning stages become bigger and bigger and bigger. But you also, like I said before, you have those setbacks. So you go forward, you go backwards, so, but you're continually moving down the road, even though there's a speed bump or there's a crack in the sidewalk or there's like a earthquake crack in the sidewalk that you have to jump over but there's all these things but as long as you keep going forward that new beginnings becomes a reality or becomes more less distant oh and i think in the beginning too like even if there is an amazing turnaround you are in no mind space to be like well that was that was the point everything turned into you know jelly beans and roba yeah and so You're going to fuck that up, too. Yeah. And I think every time something knocked you down early on, it was like, oh, this hopeless. Mm -hmm. I'm hopeless. This. okay, look, there's nothing that could be worse. You know, and there is. There's way. There's more things. Yeah. And so I think, too, we talked about, like, the beginning. Everything is such a big grief because you're like, I don't know how to navigate this world without a spouse. I've had a spouse for 20 some years. And so doing it by myself and like the last time I was single, I was still kind of living at home and all the things. So just, I think we don't, we don't really look at ourselves enough to be like, look how far I come. And I think that's where journaling does come Mm -hmm. into a big part of it. And, you know, from day one, you're like, not that you're going to journal day one. Day one, you're like, uh, do I have a place to stay? Or do I have enough money for gas in my car to get to work? And, you know, all the things that happen because now you're two households. Or did one spouse freeze your bank account? Did Are all your credit cards maxed out? Or you don't, there's so much when you're first going through it and you say that word, that big D word. Um, it's just this shock of your entire system. You're physically, mentally friendships, relationships, all the things. And every time every time you are beginning to heal, okay, now your ex-in-laws don't talk to you anymore. You're not invited to the wedding of the the niece or nephew that you 
helped raise. But that's a new beginning. And so that's each, new each of those new beginnings, it's like the scab thing. You keep ripping it off. And yeah, it's healing, but there's also still a scab. And like, I have a scar now going, oh, that's the time I got divorced. Remember that? Oh, right. What happens if, and this is where it's going to get convoluted. So you ready? Mm-hmm. What happens if divorce is like a game of operation? so so you pull the card you pull the card to take out the liver and you think you're ready ah i took out my liver all right and you grab (laughs) and you grab the the tweezers and you're early in the divorce so your hand's kind of shaking you know you're not really steady and you hit the side and and I fuck. I'm, I'm useless. Yeah. I can't do so, anything right. So yeah. over later in the in the contest or during the divorce, you know you're more now. Sure. I'm like, get a blindfold. Yes, I got this yes. bitch. You know you got you got a blindfold <laughs> on and you just you're just freaking Star Wars in it like, mm-hmm. and you and you pull out the liver band. Yeah. 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 So I like that. Yeah. Operation. It is an operation. Yeah. It is really you feel you know your heart is broken. Your your soul is different you 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 navigate through this world differently and you know a lot of times there's so many titles in the world that we have you know you're a dentist i'm a nurse i'm a mom a a sister blah blah blah. but then you also that black cloud is that divorce i am a divorcee and so i think that stigma is a lot different now because you know 20 years ago people didn't get divorced they just stayed Mm -hmm. unhappy for the rest of life had affairs all the things and so the norm is I need to work on me to be a better person in society and in any other relationship I get. And I think what divorce has taught me and my visions do is do better with other relationships. Like I don't talk to my sister, like my brother, I barely talk to cause he's got his own stuff. You know, my cousin, I talked to a couple of my cousins, but I, they are all having little kids and mm-hmm. you know, my cousins, some of my cousins are 20, 30 years or younger than me. And I, my goal is to be more involved in that because I'm one of the oldest cousins. And so I can remember growing up and having aunts and cousins and throwing parties and all. And I'm, I'm here most of them are back East, but just to be more involved and more communicative with, I think I mm-hmm. said that right. Um, with other people in my life, because I've had so many people in my life walk out and it was my fault, even though it wasn't my fault. And you know, as a kid, how how can you still know that there's a grudge happening, or how do you know this? And then the dynamic of my my family was all of my ex because we li- they all mm-hmm. lived by him, and so like I'd go to my sister in law's house or his cousin's house or this, and I I thought I was really close to him, and like a lot of them haven't talked to me since. Or and that's you know, okay. And yeah. you know, you're navig- I'm navigating through this world with a very small amount of people in my life, but the people that are in my life are meant to be there, and they're valued more than they most of them know it's more Um, efficient yeah like i just saw a girlfriend that i went to nursing school she moved her daughter here um to be a travel nurse and we went to dinner last night and literally it was like we i haven't seen her in like two years maybe um picked up where you left off it was like we saw each other you know yesterday yep and those are the relationships i want to keep and nurture and do all the things and the ones that aren't great for me um moving forward i need people in my life that are going to cheer for me even when I'm not in the room and vice versa. So you were talking about identity. So mm-hmm. on the other podcast, don't put the scab podcast. Yeah. This guy said, when are you, when do you make that transfer from divorcee to single? Facebook. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. Wow. That was, a, that was a good answer. In a but, relationship. But, but, but mentally yeah. or socially, 
or a situationship, when do you make that, that mindset one. from divorce to single? I think it's when someone has committed to you, or like you've you've committed your life to that marriage, right? And mm-hmm. then when that marriage isn't your everyday thought is when you're single. And I think it's, you know, I don't think you think of yourself as single the day the papers are signed. No. I think you, I just got divorced. I was divorced a week ago. I was divorced two weeks ago. I was divorced a month ago. And I think it's when you give no fucks. When you forgive. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 Yes. No. You give no fucks. You're no. single. Yes. Well, and I, I think you have to, you are learning how to be single when you're going through divorce, though. Mm-hmm. But when you give yourself that title or when that title is, is when nothing, you n- no relationship that you have after that is affected by that marriage. Okay. Right? So if you're going on a date and your ex says, like, oh, are you going on a date or something? Because, you know, there's that petty, mm-hmm. petty stuff. Um, or that you're not thinking, like, I, I can't go out. I'm at, oh, wait, I'm not married. No. Oh, wait, I, you know. And so I, I think it might be different for everybody. You might yep. say, you know what? I'm going to commit a year to myself after the divorce. And you don't have to be single. You can be divorced. I'm, I'm divorced. But when you're single is when you can say, I'm ready to commit to a different relationship. It's almost like the new beginnings takes a different uh, aspect when you go from divorce to single. I, and it's funny too because some I remember someone asking me like, "Are you single?" And I was like, "Oh no, am I? Like, mm-hmm. what what does that mean?" And I, you know, even in a relationship now, like my status is I don't even know what mine is, but it might be single. But when do you commit to in a relationship, or you're dating, or you're doing this, or or when do you commit to yourself? Yeah, and I and. I think a lot of people don't do that. They they don't commit to themselves. They're like nurturing other relationships. You got to take care of the kids. You got to take care of the bills. You got to go to work. You got to do this. And I don't think single to me is having to do with like a romantic relationship. I think single is, you know, I file single on my taxes. I file, you know, when you got the little check box on something in your mm-hmm. doctors, what's your status? Single. Um, it does. I think Some it's of them the mindset. say, "Yeah, it's the mindset." When you let everything else go, I don't think I ever thought of that being single. I just thought I of it as think. I, I made Rachel think. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't know I that I was ever heat. like, "I'm single." I'm yep. single. I mean, maybe out in the town, like, yeah, I'm single, but I don't want to date. Like, mm. I don't want to, you know. No, I don't like you. Like, I don't know. Like, te- I'm in a relationship, and I'm technically single. I'm not married. No. Correct. You know, so yeah. in my inner relationship, yes. I think you're more single than divorced, even though you're divorced. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm definitely so divorced, more single divorced, yes, than divorced. Divorce is more like a legal term. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And then single is a, a availability. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Availability. I don't know. Term. I mean, definitely single the day you sign the paperwork. Yeah. I don't think I've ever thought about it like... God, I'm making Rachel think. Yeah, and I'm trying to like not have the smoke fill up the room and then have to call the yeah, fire department. But yeah, I don't ever think I gave myself that title because there were so many other titles that I was focused on. Yeah. I need I need to do nursing to make money to survive to take care of my child because I'm his mom. So um, that part of the equation. Yeah, and I need to provide all the things that he needs. And I don't even think I ever thought of myself. I, I mean, okay, I'm a single parent, but I also yep. have m- my ex 
is a single parent, but we parent together. So I'm not really singly raising him. Yep. Where there's other people that are singly raising their child. Where, village. Village. Yeah. And so, vi- village parenting. <laughs> village parenting. Yeah. V- village divorce parenting. Yeah. And, you know, some of the people that support my, my kid, you know, aren't related. There might be an acquaintance, but they see, you know, because of our jobs and stuff like that. They're like, mm-hmm. hey, I, bought the, I have these shoes that my kid wore. They, he's only worn them once. Does your kid want them? That's supporting me because yep. as a pair of shoes, I don't have to buy. But I don't. The only time I think of single is, you know, paperwork. And, <laughs> you know, I, I met Lance Forms. pretty quickly after my divorce. And so. Well, no. Look at that. Um, what is it called? Serial dating? I'm sorry. What? You're serial single dating. Ser- <laughs> single serial serial. single. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> serial single dating. Yeah. Wow. And I think that, you know, if, like, if the doctor's office, too, like, Who's my person of contact? It, yeah, it's Lance, but technically I'm single. My point of contact is always Rick James. Mm. Bitch. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, is that right? You've been Rick Rolled or what's Rick that? Rick Rolled. Yeah. Rick Ross? Rick Rolled? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Rick Rolled. Um, so, what's, so what's the most in- important takeaway? Um, I did a podcast this morning with a, with a lady who... Uh, and we'll talk about that too. When when these days she talked about parent alienation, yeah, which is which is huge, yeah. And so at the end of the podcast, I said if someone could take all the men and open up their heads, just slice it up their head, you could drop some knowledge. What would it be? So it's so you got our listeners' heads open, and you want to drop some knowledge about this podcast today. What would you want to tell them? The only one that can visualize your future is you. So. At some point, again, because I didn't do it. I didn't ever, like, stop and say, okay, this is what my future's going to look like or my vision. I was chucking along, chugging along, going, all right, I got $27. I need to get gas. I need to get to work. I need to go to the grocery store. I need to do this. There was never a vision of, like, more than a couple days or my next paycheck. And then it was, okay, well, I don't have my son the week after next. What am I going to do because I don't want to be able by myself? Who am I going to go out with? Who am I going to make plans with? Well, so do, like do I actually have enough money to, every, like, to go two out? Weeks. Like yeah. it, it, it didn't go like months. It went like a week or two yeah. out. Yeah. And so planning for that or, you know, what's coming up or I, I think too early on it was like, oh shit, it's this one's birthday. Do I have enough money to buy them a gift? Or mm-hmm. is it it's this, you know, this is coming up or that's coming up or the holidays. Like, will I be able to afford the holidays? Like, I don't think I ever really think, thought Looked about my far. future until the podcast. Yeah. Because it was like all those questions are like, how am I going to help other people heal when my job is to heal? But yeah, I'm healing. And my our vulnerability, I think, helps people see that there's no right or wrong way to divorce, but there really is a right or wrong way to take care of yourself in it. Like, yeah, you have to correct. be very selfish in the beginning. And I think we'll talk about self-care next week. Um, again, um, you have to make a conscious decision to go, you know what? I am worth this. I made this step or this step was made for me because some mar- some of mm-hmm. them are made for you. Um, I'm going to have to let some of the petty stuff go. I'm going to have to work for it. And then I think too, a lot of times we goal set without knowing we're goal setting and, you know, reward yourself for taking care of yourself. Like, Say, hey, you know what? I actually ate lunch today. Good for me. Yep. 
I actually, you know, made a call to a friend that was there to support me. Good for me. Or I reached out and it wasn't about me this time. Like, I can remember going, I don't really want to talk about my divorce. Can we talk about something on your end? Because I don't want to cry. And those were the people that, you know, are still in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I tell, I random, I random text people all the time. Thinking about you. Love you. Hope you're doing well. Do not have to respond if you, you know. And I'll see you when you do or whatever. And I think it, I think being more aware of my lack of being available mm-hmm. um, was one of my big visions. I need to be more present in people's lives that have been there for me. And, you know, still now, like I have family members I want to reach out to, but they're mad at me because I put them on spot. I put them on blast because I was like, um, no, you've been shitty. So now that I'm healing and you're still in the space you are, I'm sorry you don't like me coming at you because you've always been coming at me my whole entire life. And I think that helped me heal. Like, I am so like, okay, cool. Right. That's awesome. It kind of made you reorganize your Mm -hmm. new beginning. Yeah. And my, and again, my, I think one of my visions too is for people to heal enough that they can look back and go, wow, I really did come far. Mm -hmm. I really did make myself. That's why we journal, 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 journal. And again, journaling is that, that concrete concrete notes saying I'm healing because you can like ah yeah I healed and then you like have a podcast and you cry the whole time or whatever or you can be out with friends and think you healed and saw everybody there is married except for you and you're like I'm fucking the odd man out right so and I think that happens early on too like if you if your group of friends are all married and like they're all friends and Mm -hmm. if the husbands were friends and the wives were friends and then you see these people out and then you're the only one that's not attached to somebody that's disheartening you're like oh i failed i'm done i'm I'm done like there's not Mm -hmm. really a future because look at me i can't even stay married yep so yeah i think learning to take care of yourself should be rewarded more because i think we need to be not self-absorbed but definitely self-aware. Self-care. Yeah. All right, everybody. This is a short one today. Yeah. Uh, once again, we're See talking about See what happens when beginnings. I have a good day? We have short ones because yeah, I get to the point and there's not really a lot of squirreling happening yeah. and I had some sugar and... So, number one, embrace your future. Uh, envision your new beginning. Sit in it, too. Sit in there. journal prompt. What are you looking forward to? Yeah. And it could be just getting to the end of the day yep. at work. It, it doesn't could have be to be years. That glass of wine waiting yep. for you at home. <laughs> you know, there so. you go. Or if you're drinking too much, maybe a glass of water. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good night. Love you. Bye. Bye.